welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of films. But before we do that, I would like to wish all our viewers a happy American Independence Day. And in honor of this fantastic holidays, we have some fantastic films and DVDs to show. We're going to be starting off the show by talking about the DVD collection, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight and Starlight. We're also going to be talking about the films War for the Planet of Apes and also Camp Cool Kids. But like I said, we're going to be starting off with the DVD collection, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight, and Starlight. And we're going to be speaking with Morgan, who is 12 and from L.A. So, Morgan, what did you think of this DVD collection? I think Twilight and Starlight is perfect. I adore this DVD. The adventures that Twilight and Starlight take you on with their friends are magnificent, and I love them all because they are perfect, and they're really fun and unique and different, and that's what really is fantastic about this DVD because they bring something that's always new to the table, and you always are able to enjoy it, and they take you on a perfect magical ride. Now, can you tell us kind of what, what these episodes are about? Like, does it follow a plot, or is it just a random collection of episodes? No, it actually does have a follow-up plot, because No Second Prance is kind of like the beginning, where Starlight Glimmer is just fully reformed, so then basically she's having trouble making friends, and then it starts to wear them back again, part one and part two, where are my favorite episodes in the DVD collection because Starlight really does shine through and Starlight Glimmer is my absolute favorite character because she is very strong and passionate about what she does. And you can really tell that Kelly Sherdian is really, really just a fun character. She's always ready for anything. And I love that about herself and the way that she's able to really show that passion through her voice acting. And then it takes you to Crystal Advice and All Bottled Up, which are also part of the series. So I really do enjoy that they kept the plot and they really were able to show that and have um, a roller coaster of emotions while doing so. I do agree. That does sound fantastic. But it sounds like there's quite a lot of backstory. Like, I know who Starlight Glimmer is, but somebody who's never seen the show may not know who that is. So do you think somebody who's never been introduced to the series needs to have some prior information before watching it? Well, to actually be honest with you, I started watching My Little Pony at this point. I found it on a couple of my friends introduced me to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. So they actually tell you a little bit about Starlight Glimmer, and they give you a little bit of info about the other ponies and everything before... Um, all the crazy stuff happens, so you're able to understand what goes on. And that is basically really fantastic, the way that they're able to do that. So it really doesn't get too intimate, other than the fact that uh, they give you a little bit of information about everybody. So if you haven't watched the show, you'll be able to know what's going on. And they also tell you a little bit of info about the changelings and what they do. And then... Um, they tell you a lot of info about each and one, every single one of the characters. So it's a great way to start off the series. Now, I have another question related to confusion. My Little Pony not only focuses on many, many characters, but it also focuses on many, many subplots. 
So do you think that it's ever confusing at times, or do you think the plot flows very well, it's straightforward, and all ages can understand? Um, no, it was it was actually pretty straightforward, and it flows very well. I actually really liked it. I really did adore it. Every once in a while, there might be, like, a little tiny bump in the road where it got a little bit confusing because they added, like, too many characters or such. But other than that, they did flow it pretty well. But it can get pretty confusing at times if you don't, like, watch every single episode because then you'll be like, who's this pony that they added to the series? Because things change very rapidly with the show. So it's kind of a mix, depending on how you watch it. I see. Well, that makes sense. You're listening to Kids First Contractions, and right now we're talking to Morgan about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight and Starlight, the DVD collection. And we are currently talking about, is the plot confusing? And it's not confusing. There's a few parts where it's a little more confusing, but overall it's it's pretty easy to understand. Now, what do you think of the voice acting? Because not only are, are all the characters, of course, voiced over by voice actors, but almost all of them, if not all of them, do multiple roles, which is just extremely amazing. And some of them play the opposite gender, which is extremely hard to do, but they achieve it. So what did you think of the voice acting? Oh, the voice acting in this is stupendous, honestly. Like I said, the fully reformed Starlight Glimmer, who I absolutely adore, is perfection at its peak. I love her voice. She is terrific, the way that she's able to play the character. Then we have Trixie Lamoon, who is Catherine Barnes. She is really passionate about her role. You can tell by the way that she's so intimidating, but... At the same time, you can tell that she just wants the same thing that Starlight wants, is to get away from her past and be like everybody else, or every pony else. And I love that about everybody in the series, is they want to fit in. But at the same time, you know, we also have Discord, who is nuts, and she's played by John D. Lance, and I love that about his voice. He really is the knight in shining armor. Um, he wants to help save Fluttershy, and he's crazy and chaotic, and Basically, his name fits his character very well, and he's really able to show that through his voice acting, which I do adore. Then Thorax, Kylie Rideout, is the perfect changeling, honestly. I love that about his character and the way that he's able to express himself, because at the same time of keeping the shyness, you're able to really see everybody, and I really can tell that he loves what he's doing by the way that he's able to really express that. And that's really nice that he's able to keep that tone, but to be able to be reformed and keep a lot of different things at the same time is really nice about him. And then, of course, we have the magnificent teacher, Twilight Sparkle, who is played by Tara Strong, who, you're right, has played multiple roles, including the opposite gender. She plays Timmy Turner, and he's actually a boy on the TV show, played by a girl, which I found very surprising when I found out about this. I was like, wait, what? And that was um, fantastic, honestly. And I think that she's able to do so many different voices, and that's magnificent. I definitely agree. You know, Tara Strong, she is probably one of, if not the most talented voice actors out there. She just does amazing work. But another part separate from just voice acting is the music in the series, because there's always a lot of songs and different soundtracks. So what did you think of the songs in these episodes? Um, they didn't actually do a lot of different, they didn't do a lot of singing in the episodes because 
it was more about the drama and the complexity, basically, because they were trying to figure out what was going on with the changelings and what was going on with everybody's friends and while everybody was vanishing and, like, changing into somebody else. So that's hmm. basically what they were trying to do, not the singing happiness part. So based on what you said, it seems like these are more dramatic episodes with a lot more intense and very important things happening. Do you think there's still a good amount of comedy, or do you think it's more of a drama episode series? Oh, no, they do add a lot of comedy, um, because at the end of the episode, to wear back again, one of the funniest jokes was Discord asked, was telling Trixie LaMuna, you know, you're not that bad of a musician, and she was like, yeah, right, I'm never gonna make it, you're not so bad yourself. And then they were like, well, when pigs fly, and he was like, your wish is my command, and then he claps his fingers, and then he makes pigs fly, which was hilarious. So they do have a couple of quirky moments out there in this series as well, which is really nice. So it's more of like a drama comedy, so it's not really that bad. It's a dramedy. Yeah, I always love Discord. They just made him do some amazing things in the show that always made me laugh. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this DVD collection. Thank you, and I would definitely have to say that I would recommend this for ages 5 to 18 because kids will learn a lot about friendship and how to make friends and what the meaning of friendship is. And I would also give this 5 out of 5 Magical Pony Friendship Stars. And thank you for having me. Of course. For our viewers, if you'd like to check out this DVD collection, it's available now. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids for its Coming Attractions. This week's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always sharpness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 12, currently in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some magnificent topics for the day, such as some terrific shows for Happy Independence Day, such as My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight and Starlight. We are going to be talking about War for the Planet of the Apes, and then Camp Cool Kids, and more about War the Planet for the Apes. So let's get started talking to Rowan, who is 12 and currently in New York about War for the Planet of the Apes. So how are you today? Good. So what was the plot of War for the Planet of the Apes? Because I was able to see a couple of trailers and clips for this film, and I was able to see how they were able to make the apes appear and see a couple of many different things about this. But what was your perspective and view on this film? Well, it was about, it was set about 15 years after Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And it's about a war between the humans and the apes, because, and the apes want, just want to have the forest, but the humans think that they, they can't share the Planet of the Apes because the, because the apes will destroy them even if they don't want to. Yes, the plot sounds very interesting. So, have you seen the other films in this series? Because there have been quite a few. I've seen most of them. There's a couple I haven't seen in the older version of the series. Well, I know that there has been an older version series, and there's actually been books about it, so it's really unique and very different that they're starting this once again. And the first movie was actually in the 1970s, which is terrific that they're re-upping it and being able to see people being able to understand this new generation of being able to let them see it, which is really unique and different. So what did you think about the acting in this film? Because we have a variety of different people here. Well, Woody Harrelson, who was the colonel, he didn't really show emotion in his character, which is kind of important for who he was playing because he was supposed to be playing as someone who had killed his son because he had a disease. And it's good how he hid his emotion during that. And what did you think about the other actors? Caesar, who is the lead of the apes, was played by Andy Serkis. He had a funny voice. That was entertaining. Yes, this is a definitely a crazy series because they actually take Andy Serkis and the rest of the actors who play uh, the apes and actually put them in bodysuits and then put little probes on them and everything and then turn them into apes. So you're like, oh my gosh, I'm being captured. What am I doing? And then they have to act like apes for days, which I think is really, really crazy. Yeah. I think that that would be unique to be on this set. So what did you what do you think about that perspective? I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I've seen about that, and they they actually used, like, arm extensions, and they had to wear them all the time on the set, so they got used to it and learned how to use them. Yes, definitely. That's, that's true. They do have to use arm extensions in order to make everything perfect for the show. So you got to make sure that you can be able to make everything just right for Hollywood. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some magnificent things, such as My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight, and Starlight. We are going to be continuing our wonderful conversation on War for the Planet of the Apes, talking more about it as well. And then we're going to be talking about Camp Cool Kids. 
So let's continue talking about War for the Planet of the Apes with Rowan. And our sponsor for the day is Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, It's Always Sharkist. So we were just talking about how they use arm extensions to make the scenery and the apes look just perfect for everything. So I know that they use lots of different graphics in this uh, terrific film. So what did you think about the graphics? Well, the CGI over over the apes was very, like it was very detailed, and you could like see splits in the hairs, and like none of them appeared the same. Yeah, because they've been doing a lot of battle lately because they've been trying to keep their home safe because the. Humans, being us, are always trying to attack them and such, so they do have lots of scars from battle and injury. So it's nice that they're actually keeping up to the storyline and being able to do that. And thank goodness we have technology to this day and age. Yeah, so, I feel like this movie would be completely different if they hadn't used ape suits, because it it just would have been. Yeah, it would have been pretty, uh, it would have been pretty weird. They would have been like trying to train apes and... Apes can't talk, so we would have had to have different problems there. So, what did you think about the voice acting for Caesar and such? Because they do add a lot of, have a lot of different apes here. And they also do use sign language for a couple of the apes as well. Yeah, because only Caesar and one other ape can speak in the movie. So, all of the apes communicate using sign language, and Caesar only speaks when he's a human or the other ape that can speak. Do you know? Do you know how to speak sign language at all? And um, no, don't. Throughout the entire movie, there was sub sub subtitles, so you actually kind of learn some stuff. Like, cause, well, there was also humans who sometimes use sign language in this because they couldn't speak, and you actually learn some of the sign language. Like, was your favorite scene in this entire film because they do have a variety of different emotions as well as scenes at the very beginning like the first scene it was a the colonel launched an attack on the apes and I like this scene because I hadn't really decided who I was really rooting for in this movie by that scene and it just kind of came at you and like it showed you how powerful both sides were because the the humans were so close to winning, but then the apes came back and they won eventually. But yeah, it was like, it's a crazy battle. Yeah, and it was like it was quick, but it but it in, in kind of introduced the import, important information, like whose goals what. Yes, because you do need a lot of information in order to understand this film. And I know do, there are quite a diff- few different books as well. So do you think there's going to be another one? Well, I'm not really sure because I'm not going to say who, who eventually won, but the team that that won basically got all the soldiers wiped out at the end. So, Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. So yeah. that leaves quite a mystery. And also, what would you say the age range would be for this film? And well, it's it's rated PG thirteen, which is good because there's lots of violence. I think it would be better for like ages twelve to eighteen. Hmm. And why would you say that? And well, because it the violence wasn't actually that bad. It was like there was a couple fight scenes, a bit of blood, but like like 
the only the only gunshots were either were ones that kill people and single shots. It was like just and it wasn't really directed that they've got they got hit and the only critical person who got shot was shot with a arrow. So wasn't even really bad. Yeah, but did they show any blood or any goriness? A lot because all the apes had scars and stuff. Cooks. Yeah. And also, how many stars would you give this? Um, I'll give it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Well, thank you so much for this interview, Rowan. It's fantastic um, being able to talk to you once again. And I hope right. to talk to you in the future. Well, let's take a break. I am Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for the day is Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Sharkist. And happy 4th of July, America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orz, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. We were just talking about the brand new epic film, War for the Planet of the Apes, and now we're going to be talking about a slightly lighter film, Camp Cool Kids, and we're going to be talking with Morgan, who is 12 and from L.A. So, Morgan, what did you think of this film? Oh, Camp Cool Kids is adorable, honestly. It's really unique. It's um, a really fun film, honestly, for all kids and adults because it brings back a lot of memories from uh, summer camp, if you've ever been, for adults. And it also brings kids like who want to go. It will bring them ideas for what to do on their summer vacations. And if you already are on summer vacation, well, then perfect, you know. Go ahead and check it out. It's actually really fun for the entire family, which I really do adore about this. And it's really just a family-friendly film. And also it has a lot of different twists and turns, as well as it's different for all kinds of different ages. And it's perfect for families who are ready for vacations and summer. 
and it really has a lot of different actors in it with a huge cast and the it has a religious backdrop as well because it talks about things such as like David and Goliath and it also talks about family. That sounds fantastic. Now, based off what I saw from the trailer, the acting seems like it's a little more simple, a little more meant for younger kids. So would you say that this is more in tune for the younger kids, not really good for adults, or would you say it's good for all ages? Like, what do you think the age range is? Um, I would say that it's not too preachy. So I think younger kids would be able to understand it, so it's good for them. Like, probably around 6 and up to probably 18 would probably like it because adults it will bring them back memories and such but i think that it's not too like for adjusted for younger kids and it's not too bad for older kids as well or adults so it's like a good variety of the age range 6 to 18 would be perfect because it's good for both and they'll both really like it, and it's good. It also teaches good lessons as well for kids, like how to be kind to one another, um, family values, and such. And the cast who are in it really do teach a lot of them by their emotions, which was really nice. And speaking of the cast, the cast is people like Michael Gross, who plays the grandpa. We have A.G. Trout, who plays Garrett. We have Leigh Baker, who plays Taryn, and a whole bunch of other people. But my next question is more to the story. Do you think that the story keeps you entertained? Because based off what I saw, it seemed like a story that's been done before. It seemed like a kid who didn't fit in very well goes to a summer camp and starts fitting in better. So do you think that there are surprises in the story or it's a little too revealing? I think that it was okay, but the story, it's been done before many times. So I think that it was like a bit kind of, okay but at times like every once in a while you would have gotten bored and i have to say because like every once in a while you'll just feel like okay that i've seen before that i've seen before but other than that it was a really aspect a different aspect of the film because it was silly and funny and quirky i see but do you think it could still be entertaining yes it can still be entertaining for younger kids, for, like, um, younger kids. But well, adults also like it. Well, that seems very, very cool and very glad to hear that because even though ideas may be done before, if you think about it, everything's been done before. It's nice that they can have their own little spin out and make us a whole story about something that's been done before. You're listening to Kids First Contractions, and right now we are talking to Morgan about the fam Camp Cool Kids. We're talking about the story, which has been done before. It's a story about a kid going to summer camp and not being as shy and, not, and fitting in better. But Morgan was saying, despite that still entertaining, it still has its own spins. It's still a unique film. So, Morgan, since this does take place at a summer camp, what do you think of the set design of the forest and a lake and all that? I think the set designs were really different, and I really loved them because they were actually really cute and quirky, and they, at the same time, they were able to really bring out the aspect of fun in the Camp Cool Kids, and they had rock climbing as well as archery as well as being able to swim and lakes, and they also had all kinds of different silly fun things that camps usually do have, so they brought that aspect out very well. And speaking of silly fun things, what would you say is your favorite scene? I would have to say that my favorite scene would have to be the one where 
I really do like the pillow fight scenes. Those were absolutely adorable because I thought they were really fun and quirky. But at the same time, I have to say that my favorite scene would have to be the archery scene because I myself am a participant in archery. So I thought that was really kind of fun that they were able to reconcile with a lot of different people. And people who do archery are like, oh, my gosh. And I was able to talk to the lead roles, and they actually knew how to do archery. So when they were doing it, they were actually able to really know how to do it and be able to shoot at the bullseye. So it was really fun being able to learn that. And so they didn't have any stunt doubles or anything for the archery scenes or anything like that. So that was actually very unique. Well, that is very impressive because archery is definitely a tough sport. It's not something you can just pick up and learn in a day. It's something you have to practice quite a lot. You did go to the red carpet and you did meet some of the cast like you did mention. Did you meet anybody else and did you learn anything else from the movie? Um, yes, I got to interview quite a few different people such as, well, seeing Ryan Fox, who plays the older one of the bullies or the brothers. And I play actually just a lot of different people. I got to interview the twins who were adorable and they are very kind and very nice and innocent. But at the same time, they said that it was very difficult to finish each other's sentences off because they had to do it precisely on time. So a lot of the scenes were cut from that because of that reason. And I got to interview a couple of the girls who the boys had the crushes on who were also very kind and they were like, we don't want to be with the boys, but they like laughed about it at the same time. Like, you know what? We're here to just enjoy it. And they were also very kind to interview the producer as well as the writer and producer because they had uh, two producers there. And they were a joy to me, honestly. And they were like, hi, we're here, you know, just excited to see their film out. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to meet you. So that was really nice being able to meet them. Well, that sounds very cool. Do you know how the story came about? Like, what was kind of the inspiration behind the film? I would have to say that the inspiration behind the film was the producer said that when he went to summer camp, it always, like, got him out of his shell because he used to be the very shy kid, and he was always very scared, and he used to hate uh, being out there. But then when he went to summer camp, he felt like he was more, like, out there and he felt more unafraid like he was able to do anything and reach the sky so he said that that was able to be like a boundary and he said that he absolutely loved being able to do that and he was able to adore that I think his name is Jared Coetz if I remember correctly and he actually has IMBD credit which was fantastic so I'm really happy that they were able to give that to him and I love him for being able to create such a wonderful idea. And he said that his brother was always very big and strong as well. So his brother was also the inspiration for some of the characters because he was always mean and he was the bully and kind of the person who you would always see as like, oh, you have everything. And then he would always be in the corner crying or, you know, being like, hi, I'm here just supporting my brother. And finally he said, you know what, I've, I've had enough. You know, I really think that the most authentic and one of the most original stories are, is the stories that are either based off real lives or the stories that the producers or the writers had themselves. I just feel like those really come out the freshest and really come out the best, in my opinion. So that's nice to see they got it from real life experiences. Now, how many stars would you give this film and why? 
I would have to say that I would give this probably um, four and a half stars because, like I said, it isn't exactly original because it was copied after many films, but at the same time, it is very cute and quirky and silly, so they do have a lot of different aspects at the same time with twists and turns, but it was um, very kind to see that, and I would just really do endure that, and it was cute, and it made me smile and laugh, and also, I was able to sit with the cast members as well, which I did enjoy, and they were always running around, and they were doing something silly, and I love that about that experience. Well, that sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me about Camp Cool Kids. Well, thank you so much. For our viewers, if you like to check out this film, it is now available now, so definitely check it out. Sounds like it's a fantastic and enjoyable film. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. This week's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison Secret Labs. It's always sharpest. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hi, and welcome back. I am Morgan Brian Birch, reporting for Kids First, age 12, in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some magnificent things, such as My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight and Starlight, Rowan on War for the Planet of the Apes. We just got done talking about Camp Cool Kids, and we are now going to be talking about War for the Planet of the Apes with Talia. So our sponsor is the one and only Thomas Edison's. It's always Sharkus. And happy 4th of July, America. So let's get this interview started. Talia, do you mind me asking how old are you and where are you from? I am 14 years old and I'm from Orange County, California. So that's fantastic. So what did you think about the film War for the Planet of the Apes? I thought that the motion capture technology was completely out of this world. I mean, I've never seen something this unique and this beautiful. I have personally never seen a full-on war movie before. 
So having this being my first war movie was incredible. I definitely thought it was pretty gruesome, but I absolutely love the story. So I'm assuming that you haven't seen the other War for the Planet of the Apes films? I actually have seen the past ones, but this one was pretty much like a full-on war. The other ones, they were kind of getting more familiar with the characters, not as much fighting, but this one was pretty much just all fighting. Mm, that, that is true. What do you think about the character development through the movies? Because they do have a lot of character development, like you just said. Yes, definitely they do. I think the, well, since we're following the main ape named Caesar, who's played by Andy Serkis, I think that we definitely see how Caesar has evolved from just being like a monkey who is just kind of smart to now a real leader and someone who's trying to protect his loved ones and going through struggles. So definitely. And I also see like another ape named Maurice, who I've seen evolve over time, which he's just gotten very wise over time. Yes, Maurice is a terrific character. I really do love him. And he is terrific. So it's really fantastic the way that they're able to include so many different characters and involve them in such a period of time. So what did you think about the way that they're able to correspond by having such a different variety of cast? Because they have the apes at the same time, including the humans, and they have to make sure that each one of them has their own uh, screen time. So did you think that they were able to distribute that out um, accordingly? Yes, I definitely think that they were able to do that. I think that they mainly focus on the apes just because um, a lot of the storyline just revolved around um, just trying to protect the apes and... I kind of thought that they were kind of highlighting on like how humans are kind of not so good. So I think they definitely more of the screen time went towards the apes. But I do think that um, they did give some of the humans some screen time just like with the apes, though. And do you think the actor um, what did you think about the actors wearing green screens and being able to be apes like because I think that's personally amazing and I think that would be really uh, fun like that's uh, that's awesome blossom to me. <laughs> I know that would be a ton of fun to be a part of that. I mean, there's just so much emotion in the ape's face that I think I could give a lot of credit to the actors because that's a hard job to do, just trying to become this like a completely different animal. Yeah, because you would just be able to be somebody else and then go back to yourself and you'd be like, what just happened? <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some fantastic topics such as My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Twilight and Starlight. We're also talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. We just got done talking about Camp Cool Kids and we are going to be talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. So let's continue our discussion about War for the Planet of the Apes. And our sponsor for the day is Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Sharkist. And happy 4th of July, America. So let's continue. We were just talking about the green screen and how the people are able to wear them and become apes and then be themselves again. So that's nuts or bananas. <laughs> so I know that they have a lot of different aspects in this film. So what did you think about the messages that they include? Because they have a lot of different things going on. 
Yeah, definitely. There's a ton of lessons in just pretty much, I think, the entire franchise. Um, one like saying that I've noticed in every single film that I've watched is that they always say, well, Caesar kind of created this mono. And so it's pretty much like apes together strong. And so I thought that was like beautiful because it's just talking about teamwork and talking about how you just need to stick with your family and how um, you're stronger together and you just can't do things alone. You just always need help with other people. Yeah, that is sweet. I, I actually do remember that from uh, the past two episodes that they've had prior to this one. I do remember those. And I think that was actually very sweet that they, they were able to create that. So that's actually very kind. And that's really nice that they're able to incorporate something like that. So I know that you are somebody who does enjoy something like this. So what did you think about them being able to include this film once again? And now it's being re-released so that way this generation can be able to watch it and discover more about Planets of the Apes. Um, yeah, I think that's fantastic. I have actually watched a couple of the past films and the technology has definitely advanced a lot. So there's no more ape costumes. It's pretty much looks extremely realistic. And I think it's amazing how now um, this generation gets to experience it and how people just, just get to go to the movie theaters and be like, and older people who have watched like the originals that were made in the 70s, they're just, I mean, I would probably be shocked by the advancements that are made. Yeah, and it's terrific that they're able to do this. So you did say that this is a war movie. So what did you think about the war and the action? Because I have seen in some of the trailers as well as some of the clips, like I just went to the movie theater a few days ago. They had some of the costumes, and they also had uh, the apes riding on horses. So did they have any horseback riding? Oh, yes, they did have some horseback riding, which was extremely cool. And um, going back on what you were talking about, how it's a war and how I thought about that, I thought this was a completely different feel. So I think the director, Matt Reeves, wanted this one to just, like, be a bang kind of movie because there was a ton of fighting. And they also highlighted on pretty like sad topics. There was like murder and there's like a ton of blood. And I personally, I like could not believe it was a PG-13 movie because there was definitely, it was very intense. Well, you do have to have a lot of different things to include such a different remarkable film. So since you think that this is not a PG-13 movie, what do you think the age range would be for this film? I believe that it would be either 14 or 15 to 18, and then adults would also really love this film. Oh, wow. So you think that it should be older because the uh, violence and such. So yes. that's different. And also, uh, how many stars would you give this film? Um, I would give this film a 4.5 stars um, out of 5 because I thought that they could have toned down the violence a lot more. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. It is fantastic talking to you, and I hope to talk, talk to you later in the future. Thank you so much for having me.
Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new films and our DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. And today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Sharkist. And I'm Morgan Bree. And thanks for listening. And also, I hope to see you soon. And happy 4th of July. America, you are fantastic and wonderful. And thank you to everybody who was able to be able to bring America here today. Bye. And this is me, Morgan Brian Birch, signing off on Kids First, where we tell your kids what they should be watching by real kids, not adults. Au revoir and toodaloo. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>